Hello and welcome to Guilty by Association, the Vinica podcast where we talk about all things association management and technology. I'm here with my co-host, B.D. Snow, and our guest, Graham Elmore. Graham, you're looking great today. You set such a high bar for all of these interactions that we have. And, you know, I in getting started today, I, I, I'd really like to be able to paint the picture of how awesome of a dude that you are and how grateful we are to have you as a part of our team. And, you know, I guess in, in kind of setting that path for our conversation today, tell us about how you landed up in our office. Like, how did you end up here? Well, first of all, I always show up to make sure I just keep up with UBD. Um, I ended up with Vanica just kind of on a whim, honestly. I I knew Ben Curran. I guess he was our COO at the time, currently our CEO. Um, Him and I were training and and running for a half marathon. Um, He kind of knew I was interested in getting out of my my current role. I was actually an elementary school principal. So, you know, very, very, very Mm -hmm. different um, I was at a position in my career. I was lucky enough to uh, been a teaching fellow, a principal fellow, had the state of North Carolina take care of me really well in school. And so I, I paid that off and was kind of at this piece where my wife and I were like, I can go and pursue my doctorate or we can do something something really different. And so this is March 2020, you know, right in the thick of COVID starting. Uh, my wife and I were lucky enough to have our second child, our little boy, come into the world literally when the world is shut down. Um, I just remember being on a principal's meeting in the hospital, and it was that moment of kind of like, hey, you know what? I really love what I'm doing. I love being a principal. I love helping kids and families. Um, but here I am. My wife's just brought our second child into the world, and I'm, I'm worried about everybody else. I need to take a step back. And so um, at the time, Vanica was cr- kind of really building out the customer success department BD was, was helping a lot. Lauren Godwin, our now chief customer officer, was at the helm of that and just said, hey, Graham, you put out fires as a principal. Why don't you come help us do this? So I had no idea. My wife and I um, decided, you know, this is a, a great opportunity, too good to pass up. And I've been with Vanica, started as the customer engagement manager, I think was my title. BD and I tag team owning customer success as he continued to do big and awesome things for us. Um, and then now just here in the past couple of months, transitioned to our director of people and culture and standing up our people ops department and just continuing to try to take care of a really great team of people here at Vanica. Cause the joke and, and BD and Shelly know it too. And, and if you've worked with me at Vanica, I'm not your guy to process an invoice. Like, if you need somebody <laughs> to do an invoice, I'm not your guy. I do joke that I am import certified. Yes. Please mm-hmm. don't, uh, don't, don't. Uh, it's been a little while, so don't do that. But I, I was always able to get the right people in the right place. I, I think I probably bugged, particularly Shelly and BD. And they always answered, just like the rest of the people at Vanica, always willing to help and support. And so the opportunity for me to step out and, and help internally. I mean, I love our clients. We got a lot of great people that we work with, built a little really strong bonds. Um, it's been cool in that regard because we're working with people coast to coast, border to border, when I'm used to working in pockets, you know, in communities and neighborhoods mm-hmm. and things like that. So to be able to branch out in different time zones, you know, you got clients that have your number that'll ping you that they know it's bath time and they know you're not going to answer, but they're cool with it because they know you're going to get back to them. It's been, it's been a fun ride, special ride. We've got just today, um, 18 new hires in the office. We're doing a new hire orientation with people all over the country. Um, just really cool. I think I rambled. I apologize, BD, but it's been a <laughs> it's been a it's been a fun almost two years. It's 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 feel like I've been here for a really long time in a great way. But it's 
It's been cool. Yeah, other than yeah. you just being generally awesome and recognizing <laughs> that coming in the door, Graham, right off the bat, took my schedule and just built it for me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, so, so to your point on like not being able to process invoices. Yeah, or like I couldn't do any of those things. It, yeah. I took my skills, you know, as an assistant principal, I remember like my first year of being an AP, I was like, I know how to do this. I can be a principal. And maybe all I accomplished was making a mediocre master schedule for the school. And so I took those, those skills and tried to make them better and, and schedule BD. And if y'all know BD, my mm-hmm. man is everywhere. So it was it was a talent and task. Yeah, I remember seeing that schedule the first time and being very excited about it because it was hard to schedule you at the time, very much so. What are some of the other skills that you think you brought from a background in education and a background in administration that really helped specifically with that, that customer success team? I, I guess maybe my sense of urgency and just being organized. Um, I, I was very lucky to be a principal pretty quick in my career. I taught eighth grade math for five years, was an assistant principal for two, and was a, was a principal for two. And so was lucky to move pretty quick. And so just being really organized and, and understanding sense of urgency and, and follow through and follow up. Um, I, I had the, the good fortune or maybe not good fortune to see some some things with with some kids that you would hopefully not have to see. So understanding too kind of what is really, really important. And so I think here at Vanica, we provide a really great service to our, to our clients in terms of trying to make their lives easier. Um, and so while we're bringing in new people, particularly in these support roles, they may not have industry knowledge. They don't really understand the sense of urgency. It's like, why is Shelly really this upset about this? And so helping them focus and prioritize, like, this is a big deal, right? You know, we're, we're dealing with people's money. We're dealing with people's jobs. People are professionals trying to provide a really high level of service to their homeowners in this case, we, we've got to be responsive to that. And so, you know, trying to also, to teach that work-life balance. And um, our our senior talent of people operations specialist, Jerry Watts, talked about it the other day with me. Um, it's not really work-life balance. It's more the intersection where work and life come together. And I thought it was a great way he looks at it is how do we keep that going and keep people level-headed? Because let's be honest, when you're working in customer service, it's not, they're not calling you because they're happy, typically. Generally now, not. You know, we get some great calls, right? Yeah, and people are sure. super kind and, and we have great rapport. Um, but there's a reason they're calling. It's not just to check in and see how your Tuesday's going, you know, those types <laughs> yeah. of things. Um, but just taking that and trying to help and just help people. I think man, the management of people um, was, was what I tried to help because my, I'm not a, not a tech guy. That is not my background. I now, you ask my father-in-law, I, I set his stuff, his TV and things up for him every once in a while. Um, but that's about the extent is what I get. So just trying to translate those things because I'll I'll give a shout out to all educators. Um, you do a lot in a very short amount of time. I just think about those, those planning periods. Like, all right, you got an hour to go to the bathroom, eat your lunch, check emails, print 100 copies, doing those things. So helping people realize, like, you can come into a really awesome place like Vanica and not have any clue about what's going on and can find success if you're willing to come in and work and and ask great questions and just you got a you got a support group here in particular and obviously I'm biased but um, there's a lot of cool things that you do in different jobs particularly in education a lot more parallels you know it's it's there's a lot I'll tell Speedy is like yep this sounds an awful lot like a parent teacher conference I got to be a part of you know (laughs) those types of things Um, it's interesting. Yeah. So going to, you know, your new role, people in culture, um, and then, you know, awesome 
we bringing in 18, you know, new folks into this culture and, you know, act, you know, assimilating them and showing them like kind of how we do things. Like when you're going out and I'm, this has been pretty recent, I mean, obviously you've spent a lot of time over the years hiring, you know, in education and then at least with your time here with us, like, how do you, how do you nail down that cultural piece? Like when you're going through the interview process and looking through thousands of resumes, like how do you, how do you nail that down? Sure. You know, a, a person's resume is just one piece of the puzzle. Um, you're trying to look at some key things, particularly what is the role you're looking for? You know, if it's customer service, have they done some of those things? Oh, we're looking for uh, a database administrator. Well, let's, let's look at some of those things. And so our teams do a really good job, like our hiring managers and our, you know, our C, our chief product officer and our VP of engineering telling us like this, Graham, Jared, Sam, this is what we need. And so we're looking through those things and then we just make, have conversation just like we're doing here and just talking through things, asking questions, trying to incorporate our core values, you know, trying to figure out, are they willing, are they always growing? Accountability starts with me. Do they have an unwavering commitment to customer experience? Are they going to win as a team? You know, mm-hmm. asking some of those questions and just being candid, kind of going back and forth and figuring those things out. We, we use a couple of different things in terms of the, the process. Um, OMS is one of the little kind of, kind of behavior analysis piece. We don't necessarily want everybody to be the same, right? That's not, we're not generating a bunch of cookie cutter people. We need, we need some variety, you know, that spice of life mm-hmm. and brings in great talent there. But uh, we talk often about right people in the right seats. And so um, you might be the right person, but just at this time's not the right seat for you. And how do we add that to the fold? Because um, Ben says it all the time, you know, we're looking for smart people solving complex problems. And mm-hmm. so we, the culture piece dominates most of the knowledge piece. If you can find the right person, we can teach you the Vanica side. We can teach you all those other things. But if you're not willing to grow with us, if you're not willing to be a team player, you're not committed to, to providing a great level of service, you're not accountable, Vanek is probably not the right fit for you. So sometimes easier than not. We've been very successful this year in hiring so far. Um, I think as of right now, this morning, we hired our 40th person this year. So we've hired 24 in the quarter. Um, the most awesome thing is just the level of commitment from the company as a whole. Like there's a lot of people in the interview process. If you've ever had the opportunity to do it, it's not just, you know, people in culture team on the front lines making the decisions and hiring. It's, you know, getting people involved, having the right people asking the right questions. Um, just this quarter, we've had 25 people come on board. Right now we've got 18 sitting in the office, breaking bread together, eating lunch and getting to know each other. Some of them been with us for a month. Some of us literally have been here for this morning. They started today. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, just kind of cool. And you just see people kind of circling up together. We're very fortunate to, you know, the COVID world that we live in, we're in a place where we can do that. We just try to be very mindful of that as well to create just a really great experience. We want people to just be tickled, slammed to death that they came to be a part of Annika from the first time maybe myself or another team member reaches out to you to recruit you to ideally your retirement, right? It's a it's a full-term thing. There's a It's a rocket ship that we're on, and we want you to, everybody that's here to be along for the journey for a long time. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned the number of folks that we've hired, and especially, like, this quarter. Like, first of all, I'd just like to say, like, Props to your team, man. Like, that's very, very impressive because I know that that's a lot of energy. And like you said, yes, it's a lot of disruption for the whole company sometimes too, but it's a lot of energy. You also mentioned um, 
kind of Vanica's four core values. And that's something that you use to, to kind of ascertain that culture. But what are other ways that you think that those core values, first of all, how do you incorporate that in the ongoing culture? And how do you think that that shaped Vanica as a company? Great question. I, I, I'd like to believe you can see it in most of the things that we do. We'd love to say that in everything that we do, we're not perfect, right? Uh, my mom thinks I am, but other than that, nobody is. We're just trying to be just what we do and, and, and how we think about things. And, and you know, people our people are our greatest resource. You know, Vanica itself is a tremendous resource and we're making a big difference for people. Um, but we're trying to create an opportunity for people to do meaningful work. And, and doing that and, and building those teams. You'll hear us talk a lot about being a team versus family. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the family dynamic. We've all got families. Um, we, we joke often that kind of scenario. Everybody's got that weird uncle that's kind of in the corner. I do not have a weird uncle. Uncle Gary, you're the man. But um, <laughs> you have that weird uncle that's there. You love him. You carry along. But on a high-performing team that we're trying to create, we don't have room for a whole lot of weird uncles, right? Not saying that we're going to get rid of you. We don't want that to be the case. We want to push you. And you, we want you to push us at the same time. It's not just bringing you along and mm-hmm. we're going to send you the invite to Thanksgiving dinner and we, you may or may not show up with a dish. It's We need you to be a part of it and, and believing in it. And um, it's a it's a fun piece to see. Um, you, you know pretty quickly. And I think we, we hire really slow, even though we are hiring a lot of people, we hire really slow because we want to make sure we get the right people in the right seats. And the, the core values, I think, Makes sense. It's not those things. And, you know, being a teacher, having that thing on my door, it says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You know, uh, Wayne Gretzky by Mike Scott, shout out there. <laughs> but it's not that kind of thing. It's not something you're going to put up on the wall. It's something you can physically do. Like, mm-hmm. I can be accountable to myself, and, and I can be committed to clients, and I can be willing to grow, and I can be a team player. Like, those are things that you can physically do and you can see in the work that's being done. And so – I think it starts from the top. I think our leadership does a really great job of it. I think we've got a cool group of leaders as well across the gamut from C-suite to hiring managers of some OGs that have been here around from pretty much day one like you guys to some people that we have brought in that are just great additions. Mm -hmm. And so you get a great balance that allows people to have really – um, not necessarily tough conversations, maybe uncomfortable ones, but allow us to move in a direction that we can all get behind and, and agree on because we understand what we're trying to accomplish. And so I just think, I think it's some days we do it better than others, but I, I give our team a lot of credit considering some people being remote, you know, about 20% of our team is not here in the Wilmington area. Um, it's, it's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. It's been especially interesting from the perspective of like all of these folks that are coming in from out of town. Obviously we like to, you know, hire locally and love, you know, this awesome office that we've got and, you know, the, the recently refilled kegs back there and like being able to go to beach days and get out on Greg's boat and do fun things like that. But, you know, we've had to expand into those other areas. So how do you try to sell our culture here from a remote perspective? It's, it's part of the interview and part getting them in the building, you know, doing things like we're doing today and having them in there to see it and feel it, creating team events to where, you know, every few months, each department has some dedicated time where they're doing some sort of team building together to bring them here you know, doing big company events, you know, typically a holiday party in July, we'll do a big summer event, finding ways to come together, but then doing certain things, BD, you and I created it, we call it the case study. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd get together on Friday afternoons, it's basically a, a happy hour, but we said, bring your favorite case. Is it a ticket case? Is it a case of water? Hopefully it's not a case of beer that you need a full <laughs> case at the end of the week, but, you know, stranger things. Um Finding ways to come together, doing the Vanica volunteers efforts, trying to be 
cognizant of, you know, hey, you've got people that are in different places that don't get to feel it here. So how do we reach out? How do we create, you know, our 360 meetings? We meet every year or every month as a complete department. You've got your team meetings. And just finding ways to get to know each other as individuals more so as just as a Vanica colleague. Um, I don't have a perfect magic wand or an answer for it. I, I think we can always continue to get better with it. The input we get from our people matter. And so having like Sam Morton, our uh, people operations coordinator, reaching out and just checking in. How's it going? You just got it going or you've been with us for how's everything out in Colorado? Talk to me. What's going on? And just taking that feedback and listening. You know, I think we've having this team now, um, you got a bunch of people that want to listen to you and hear you and try to make change. I learned a long time ago, one of my principals that I worked for as assistant principal, she always said, once I have, you know, point of knowledge, I can do something. And so how are we being proactive and, and trying to take care of our people and, and make those people that feel further away not feel so far away. The Zoom Zoom screen can be lonely. Yeah. It can be lonely. <laughs> that well, is. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, here, hearing you mention that case study made me think about um, one of the questions that Shelly and I were chatting about ahead of time. We are like, if we're going to talk to Graham, we've got to ask him a would you, um, a would you rather question from right. back in the CS days. Yeah, so. the backstory there, my very first day at Vanica, BD leads our huddle call and like, hey, this is Graham. He was a principal. Not sure why he's here, but we're glad he's here. And we do, do a would you rather. And I just remember going home and telling my wife, I was like, this is different. I love it, but this is different. I haven't done a what would you rather probably since like college orientation or something. But that was fun. It I was mean, fun. Had, that was something that we incorporated into our meetings. It was a good opportunity for us to just to break the all of the nonsense of what's going on throughout the day and the stress and just get real with each other and learn a little bit about each other. So our would you rather question for you today is would you rather play foosball against Lauren and Greg or get into a walking competition with Amy Minitella? A hundred percent. I am playing foosball with Lauren and Greg. If, if <laughs> those of you that are Vanikins and know Amy Minutella, um, she's probably walked to the moon and back already today. It is unbelievable the amount of steps she takes. She has a, a treadmill underneath her desk. It's uh, it's impressive. Even if her cat did try to jump off during one of our calls and take her out, you know that was a we had a step contest going. Somebody may or may not have called the cat and asked her to try to take her out, but we didn't. Everybody's fine. Everybody's safe. But no, Greg, Lauren Godwin in particular, super competitive. So that is a little bit scary. I just don't think physically I can keep up and do what Amy has done. It's uh, yeah, understood. And and the backstory there too, like you said, Amy is just so diligent with with that walking every day. Um, Greg and Lauren are some of the more competitive people. I've personally had a little bit of prior trauma of trying to play foosball without a skill set that <laughs> lives up to their competitive nature. Um, but that kind of brings us to a point of um, a lot of times, especially when you have a fast-growing organization like ours, you end up with a lot of competitive people. How does that competition kind of play out in their workforce in both a positive and a negative fashion? I think we try to be very conscientious in what we're doing to where you want to celebrate people. Um, I remember having a parent that would be upset when kids would get recognized for doing good work. And I, and that was a strange thing for me, and typically because it was a parent that their kid was recognized. So it's like, okay, I understand the sentiment. We're trying to make people feel good. But, you know, everybody's not a winner every day. And so how do we create an atmosphere where we want people to be competitive but not be cutthroat? Right, because we very much need each other, um, yeah. and I think BD we, we tried to do a really good job of that with CS and um, doing things like the Would You Rather and getting to know each other on a personal level, not just on a Vanica level. Um, 
but but also understanding we're here for a reason, right? We we are. This is a job. Um, it's not the end all be all, but we're trying to do something great. And and I think we have a lot of people that want to do meaningful work. And so giving them a number, give them something to shoot at, recognize them appropriately, um, and and trying to continue to do that. I think as we've gotten bigger, that becomes easier or harder, depending on how you want to look at it. But, but just being really mindful um, and, and, and just teaching really great two-way communication. Um, we were just doing our session, Eddie Key, who if, if you are familiar with Vanica and you've used Vanica U, he is the voice of Vanica U, um, talked about like, hey, as much as we want to help you grow, you return the favor and push us back. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's got to be a two-way street. And that helps us avoid that silent churn as well, you know, because that's a real thing where you lose people that you didn't realize you're going to lose. But if we are thinking ahead and being proactive and having really great conversations um, and understanding like, hey, this intern's really super interested in getting into the technical side. You've got him in CS. Well, let's figure out how we make that happen. We did that. He's been with us for a year and a half, and he's in the new hire orientation as a full-time employee. Thinking, you know, about those things. But, you know, you've got to hit some numbers. It is business. We've got to do things. There's a goal that we're trying to accomplish but also creating a world where you're like, it's doing meaningful work. Adam McCombs, our chief product officer, has coined the phrase, if you want to make a button, go work at Google. If you want to do something meaningful, come work at Vanica. And so <laughs> like I'm ready to get yeah. that framed and put on a wall or on a T-shirt or something. <laughs> but it is. It's just trying to pe- – people are important, you know, and everybody's walk of life is a little bit different, and it goes from day to day and trying to be mindful of that and reminding leaders of, like, people first, you know family first type of stuff. There's going to be things that arise. That's going to be the priority. And our people appreciate that. And so, you know, willing to come back and they'll say often that there hasn't been a day. I can say it for me personally that a colleague has ruined my day not once since I've been here at Manica. You can't say that everywhere you work. And I think that's a special, yeah. a special thing. I've, I've made some of my best friends working here. You know, not only, you know, not only the folks that we interact with here, but I, that approach really at least from my perspective and the folks that we interact with reflects in the relationships that we're building with our clients as well. You know, to your point, we do have some clients that know what time of day to call us and what mm-hmm. time of day not to call us. And, you know, they've got our cell phone number sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. Uh, especially in the case of Stacy Cruz, man, when she was one of our clients, she would call me at like two in the morning, <laughs> BD, you know, these assessments haven't posted or BD, my fees aren't <laughs> here. And I'm like, Stacy, I'm trying to sleep, but I'm still going to help you get your assessments generated, you know? And that's just, it's led to some really, really cool interactions. You know, I mean, Heidi sending us the, those quilts. Unbelievable. Super cool. Like, I don't know how much time she spent on those hour, dozens of hours, you know, but that that culture piece and the relationships that we're building, I mean, has been so meaningful for, for me, you know. I mean, yeah. we travel around and. Team started day one, you know, well before me, and hopefully I'll be here for a very long time, but you want to keep that positive momentum going because it, it, it carries out. It's that it starts here and it branches out to the people we interact with, whether they're clients or third party vendors or, you know, partners or whatever that may be, it, it matters. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a cool thing to be a part of. I just, I just feel very fortunate to have been in the opportunity to get to be a part of it, you know, especially COVID aside, getting to be yeah. an educator in the COVID world. Um, I just, somebody was looking out for me. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, we're definitely glad to, to have you here for sure. It's yeah. been. Um, so just kind of going back to some of the retention things, because we've talked a lot about people checking in with your people, how to just make them feel happy. One of the things our clients struggle with a lot is retention and high turnover. 
um, outside of just specifically thinking about remote workers, what are some other, like, what, what advice would you give our clients on retention, especially when we're in an industry that, like you said, people aren't always calling because they're happy and to ask about your Tuesday. They're calling because they've got issues or big problems that they need worked out. I think in my experience, it's just knowing your people and when they need a break. Uh-huh. Burnout is a real thing. It was a real thing before working remotely in COVID. It's even more so now, and people's mental health is super important. Um, I talk about it with our new hires. I talk about it. Anybody wants to talk to me about it, but burnout leads to resentment. Resentment leads to resignation. And so how do we stay ahead of that um, in doing those things? At Vanica, we have unlimited PTO, and some people might say, oh, well, if you do the research, people take less time off because they don't know how much they've accrued. Well, our leaders are smart, right, and they're people-focused and said, we have unlimited PTO, but we want you to take at least two weeks off. And we want you to have at least five days consecutive off because we got to be able to separate. It's that, it's mm-hmm. that work-life intersection, that work-life balance. Um, the, the only real advice I've got is just, just being on top and understanding your people. And some of that's easier than others because some people are open books. Mm-hmm. will tell you exactly what they're feeling, how they're feeling, when they're feeling it, but learning them. And so it gets back to that communication. How can you have those frequent touch points? Which is hard. Schedules mm-hmm. are schedules are tough. People have schedules even tighter than BD Snows. I I, I believe they're out <laughs> sure there. Yeah. It's kind of like a unicorn. They're out there somewhere. But it's um, just just knowing those pieces. Also having the the, the best types of systems that you mm-hmm. work for your teams. Um, you know we we try to have some standard operating procedures at Vanica. Um, we go through and we figure out different things. Um, it's evolved right as the team's gotten bigger. Some things have gotten tighter maybe that needed to be tighter or some things have loosened up. But understanding that, being able to go with the flow, listening to the feedback of your people and kind of giving them what they're not, you know, you're not going to give them everything you want all the time. I, I, I saw something on the internet somewhere. It's like the only job that people are always happy are is if you're selling ice cream, right? <laughs> but but that's only if you got that Choco Taco on the truck. Right. If you know about Choco Taco, you know what I'm talking about. Because if you don't have it, they're still not going to be happy. But just mm-hmm. trying to stay as, as mindful and, and doing – the best you can for as long as you can with it in terms of meeting people's needs. So evolving, spicing things up a little bit can go a long way, but, but being smart too about compensation and and understanding what benchmarks are because talent, Mm -hmm. people are coming after great talent. People are looking to hire great people just like we are. Our, our close rate has been really, really good. And I hope it continues to stay that way. We will do everything we can um, to make it that way, but it's a, it's a competitive piece, but just, Creating the best environment you can, but knowing when your people, when enough's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, when to stop the meeting. This meeting doesn't need to happen or pull away. Well, building on that point then, it, at least with your recent experience, you know, diving into bringing all these folks in, I'm curious, and Shelly and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, like, you know, we hear so much about the way that the different um, generations approach that compensation package and like mm-hmm. what they're really looking for. And so I'd be curious from your perspective, like, is it accurate to say that, you know, the majority of millennials are more focused on some of those ancillary things outside of compensation Snacks in the kitchen and, and, you know, the, unlimited the, the, PTO the kegs versus. back there and like unlimited PTO or are they really just focused on what that bottom dollar is because they're trying to pay their student loans off? I, I think it depends on the individual, right? I think everybody has a different motor and has a different level of interest. I think the there's no bad thing you can do for people. You know, you know, you can give them different things and different people are going to respond different ways. And to just getting back to having your hiring managers or your supervisors, knowing your people and understanding, like, how do you do certain things? Not treating people 
differently, right? You're trying to be very fair and equitable in what you're providing, but understanding what the makeup is and being like, okay, I know the BD snow is super driven by the dollar sign. How do we stay? Do I, is that fit our culture? Mm-hmm. Is that, is that that person too? Um, because, you know, here we're trying to do some meaningful work in an area that you wouldn't really think is being meaningful. Like I joked all the time, like I'm not teaching kids how to read. Like, like our teachers did be very clear. I did not teach any kids how to read. Thank goodness <laughs> for my kindergarten staff that I had across the board. God bless them. Um, but, you're doing some meaningful work. You're making people's lives a lot easier and taking manual processes out. So helping them understand and seeing that impact. Maybe it's getting them on the road, right? Let's let them, they like to travel. Let's figure out a cool way to get them to travel and go see somebody part of a country you hadn't seen before. Just figuring out. It's it, There's no magic bullet. There's no manual, perfect script, I don't think. I think some co- companies do it really, really well, and you try to beg, borrow, and steal some ideas there every once in a while and stay ahead of it. But, again, it's just kind of knowing your people and what it is and, and understanding sometimes it is comes down to money. Um, but figuring out there's got to be a balance to it because there's there's more more to it than that sometimes. Nice. Well, thanks for sharing. I mean, it's been it's been great. We appreciate it, by the way, as part of the folks under the organization of people and culture that you're you're working with. But so yeah. It's yeah, awesome. it's an absolute pleasure to have you working with us every day, and I'm excited to see what kind of cool stuff y'all are going to do over there for sure. Yeah, zero zero pressure, no pressure ever here yeah. to build up. No, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have done more than you'll ever know for me to get me to this position and just just being great people. It's it's what keeps me coming back is people like yourselves, and hopefully it's the, the people we keep bringing into the door, not just as employees but as clients as well. Yeah, we'll just keep up the good work. Hey, yeah. People loving people, man. That's right. <laughs> people loving people. Well, thanks for joining us. Hey, this is fun. Thank yeah, you all. Thank, thank you for joining us on another episode of Guilty by Association. We'll see you next time.